0: Welcome to of Fantasy Basketball. I'm KE. I also go by kebabs. I love NBA basketball and made it my mission to come out on top of my fantasy league this year, which I kind of did, but with an asterisk. I believe in finding balance takes back by stats and a healthy dose of my own feelings. If you're looking for some potentially useful fantasy talk or recaps on NBA news, you're in the right place. What up? What up? I'm back. Kind of. <laughs> it's been a long ass time. Um, yeah, it's been like four months. I haven't really uh, done any podcasting and uh, any NBA related things other than keeping up with Twitter for a while. So, kind of excited. But overall, um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to recap overall what was happening in the season just because. Uh we're heading into the playoffs soon and I feel like a lot of people don't really know what's been happening. Um on Twitter it's all been like debates. Like everyone's just been fighting and but in a in a healthy way, not like a kind of a healthy and a bored way. I feel like there's just nothing to do really on Twitter, um without the NBA season going on. So yeah, it's been it's been kind of like a a, a boring place to be without the NBA season. So I'm I, for one, I'm super happy that the NBA season is back. <laughs> I think it's been it's been really nice to to watch some sports, something entertaining. It's cool for like a moment, and it's cool to like engage in that for a little bit. But at the end of it all, I feel like it get it gets kind of old. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I wanted to do this quick uh, recap. Um, so I'm gonna go way back. I'm gonna start from the way beginning in March when, when the whole season got shut down, and I wanted to, uh, chronologically go into the current times and just recap what's happened so far. Um, and we it starts on in March, March ninth, uh, 2020, before things start. I don't I don't even know prologue. Sure. Uh, the prologue of it was that Rudy, uh. COVID was taking the world by storm um, and it was slowly making its way over to the US and then on March 9th, Rudy did a little jokey joke and just started touching all the touching all the microphones and having a good old time at that time not, he was taking the, the situation lightly but to be honest, like the world was also taking it lightly. I don't feel like that was a like individual opinion, I I don't know if like the U.S. was taking it seriously. I remember, uh, so my 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 family's from Taiwan and East Asian countries were like significantly more concerned about the pandemic than the U.S. was, and as a result, I also just in the back of my mind was like, it's not going to make it to the U.S., you know, nothing nothing's going to happen. Um, so yeah, Rudy really joked about it. He was. Uh, post-game presser, he was kind of just like uh, touching all the microphones, pretending like, "Oh, I'm gonna spread COVID. I'm just gonna touch everything and make make lighthearted jokes about the whole situation." Um, two days later, on March 11th, a doctor ran onto the the game right before the the start of tip off um, with the Thunder and the Jazz. Full stop. Everyone needs to clear out of the stadium. Gobert, the guy who was just joking about it two days ago, needed to call in he was like he had some sniffles here and there, but he had to call in fully sick for that game. Um and then I just feel like the the dichotomy, like the the very sudden shock factor that we that we all had, both as like an NBA fan and as um just like a human being watching the like the state of events unfold was kind of insane. I no one was expecting that it would happen so quickly, even though it probably already has entered the US by this time. Um and so that's when the hammer dropped. We were like, "Oh, shit. We are in full damage control now. We need to figure out what needs to be done." Um and everyone was just almost like simultaneously confused about the whole situation. Um and yeah, so we we next day I remember being on Twitter and just trying to understand what what's been happening. I feel like the NBA community was definitely shell shocked after the whole ordeal. Um that was such a big that was, that was such a sudden event. It was just very it was very sudden, very shocking and for those of us who were watching and uh, taking part in it, I think we were some of the people who were the most fearful after the whole event. And so I remember day one, uh, NBA Twitter was kind of in shock. We, we just had Kobe died as well in January, so um, every all of us were coping in different ways. But we were just making memes. It was just like, oh, day one of quarantine, and it was just uh, things to keep our, keep our minds off of it. And there was just like fallout and discussion over the state of the NBA, what's going to happen everyone was guessing like what what could potentially be the result of the NBA season. People are flaming Gobert, like people you are so upset at him though he was he it honestly wasn't even his fault at the end of the day. It was just him like all of us kind of making light of a, a a pandemic situation. This is early, right? Uh by by next by this time next week, memes are still coming in and people are still joking. It was still lighthearted. Hopefully we can get this managed. Um the US Surgeon General said uh on March seventeenth that he hoped that the NBA season can return around this time. And yeah, like around July I think that's what he, that's what he was aiming for. And so the rest of March was us kind of us as an MBA community kind of figuring out how to cope okay, I I keep saying NBA, NBA community. I think it was just me and people that I knew who were very invested in the NBA or suddenly finding ourselves just in a in a daze, just understanding like what we were gonna do without the NBA season. By the end of March, we got at least a little bit of. It, the March felt like March felt like a decade, honestly. March felt like a whole, like a whole. It felt like I don't know what was the slowest. It felt. It felt like the the last. Two miles of a marathon and you're trying to like finish the race that's what it felt like um but you, you you extend that over half a half a month yeah you extend that over half a month and you and you just kind of just sit there in the in the what of it all you know you just like don't know what to do at, the, at, that, at that moment anyways so end of march we find out that the last dance was dropping so everyone was excited again and yeah, we get something to watch. We have something to do. Basketball is like kind of returning, but not really. Um, April nineteenth—that was when the the game was supposed to drop. I am sorry, the the Last Dance was supposed to drop it on Netflix, uh, at least in the non US, the non NA servers. They were supposed to have or have the opportunity to watch Last Dance, and then so everyone's just hyped, like we're gonna see the behind the scenes footage of Michael Jordan um, winning his championship. And just for the, for a brief second, we were able to taste just just reconnect with with basketball um with the hype of seeing Michael Jordan carry a team into like playoffs and like, each episode just felt like like a hit of crack, and we just wanted to see the next episode and the next episode I had to see like Scotty and we got to see like Dennis Rodman and Karl Malone. we got a little snippet of Kobe and everything was just was exciting it was oh so exciting and then suddenly it's over again and all of us had last dance like withdrawals <laughs> um on may 26 2020 uh george floyd george floyd was killed by the cop that i'm not gonna really put out there and suddenly protests were were taking over the nation it's not the point of what i'm going to go with today but i just feel like it's definitely a, a very impactful moment in like history and um understanding that the NBA does have a lot of black black americans and so i feel that it's it's a kind of vital to to discuss that after the, after those events happened there was a lot of virtue signaling there's a lot of but also just like revolution a lot of feelings of a revolt and revolution and and change that we wanted to see happen and so protests just absolutely took over the nation and we were all out there and protesting and and saying our, our peace with the the injustice that was that was going across the nation so very important i feel like it definitely rallied a lot of uh M- like top nba sports athletes to kind of voice their opinions as well and um, stand up for what they they know and believe is right so i thought that was that was very critical um for all the the bad apples out there i'm sure i'm hoping that there's a lot of a lot of us also out there that were were donating and um on june 3rd there was a plan proposed um that was put out there by the nba and they were going to invite 22 teams um, 13 from the Western Conference and 9 from the Eastern Conference. They had Who had the best chance of making it into the playoffs? And there would be a proposed play-in spot for the 8th seed if it was uh, within 4 games. And so the, all of this would be... The playoffs would all be happening from July 31st heading into October 12th. So that's going to be the duration of the, the playoff games and, and such. Okay, so June 3rd, Western Conference. Uh thirteen teams, Eastern Conference, nine teams play in July thirty first, October twelfth, June thirteenth they had like a little schematic thrown out there of how the teams would be like situated in uh Orlando. So they were so up until June, um, they were discussing ways to so they were discussing different like with different large cities, uh possibly shutting down entire areas for them to play. And so uh, the talks, the biggest contenders were Orlando, Florida, or uh, Las Vegas, New York. I'm sorry, (laughs) Las Vegas, Nevada, New York. That's crazy. Las Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, And they eventually ended up going with uh, Orlando. And people were going to rock out at Disney on June 13th, the schematic was set out that the top contending teams would, give, would get better accommodations, essentially. So the Grand Destino Hotel was like the newly built big hot shot hotel. I don't know too much detail about each hotel, but I just know that the Grand Destino was a new one. Um, and the Bucks and the Lakers, clearly, Raptors and Clippers, uh, Celtics Nuggets and Jazz Heat all had first dibs on Gra- Grand Destino. Um, the Grand Floridian... The Thunder and the the Thunders, the 76ers, the Rockets, the Pacers, the Mavericks, the Nets, the Grizzlies, and the Magic were all staying at the Grand Floridian. And then the Yacht Club was the the low tier. uh, So the Blazers, the Kings, the Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, and Wizards all had dibs on the Yacht Club. And then on July 9th, uh, so one month later after the announcement and after enough time to kind of prepare for the entire situation, July 9th team started moving into the bubble and they needed to t- at least take, I'll, I'll tell you more about the COVID regulations later, but they needed time to kind of quarantine a little bit, at least before they started play. July 16th. Um, I want to point out, I wanted to shout out Matisse Taibel. That dude definitely threw out some vlogs, which I, which I thought was really cool. And he definitely helped like, helped us as people watching the whole event and who had no idea what was going on inside the bubble to understand, like, what was actually happening, and so that was very cool of him. Um, July 20th, by July 20th, no one was testing positive for COVID, and so by July 22nd um, to the 28th, 29th-ish, scrimmages were starting and people were playing each other, and we were finally seeing a little bit of NBA action and all of us, for me personally, I feel like I was taking it with a grain of salt at first. I was kind of like, "Oh, they're playing some games. Let's just see if anyone gets sick." It's still up in the air to me. I don't. I just didn't want to get my heart broken again, and I didn't really want to like invest myself into that situation and suddenly have it all ripped away. So I was. So the scrimmage games were just my appetizer. They were just the the games that I watched to kind of. To slowly, like uh, engage myself with back into the NBA um, scene, and so by July 30th, the NBA erupts into the beauty that we see today right now. Um, again, this is a recap, so I just I'm gonna go through the people that, the teams, the players that were entering and not entering. So the major players that announced that they weren't joining the bubble, we have Trevor Ariza, Davi Bertans. Avery Bradley, Willie Colley Stein, uh, I think Wilson Chandler, DeMarcus Cousins, though he wasn't really gonna be playing anyways. We have Spencer Dinwiddie and then DeAndre Jordan who tested positive, and then we have Tavo Cephalosha and Bradley Beal who sat out for personal reasons, I think, and then Tarian Prince also tested positive. So a lot of the, the Nets players were sidelined, you know, considering the Nets also don't have KD or uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, Kyrie, um, Victor Oladipo was supposed to not come back for the NBA bubble season, but he suddenly finds himself in the mix. And yeah, so going down the Eastern Conference, heading into the into the bubble, the, Mil- the Milwaukee Bucks uh, were first, Toronto Raptors. But so Milwaukee Bucks were sitting at fifty three and twelve. Raptors were sitting at uh, forty six and eighteen. Celtics. Forty-three twenty-one. Actually, I am not, not even gonna say the or the conference. So, Miami Heat, Indiana Pacers were fifth. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers are sixth. The Brooklyn Nets seventh. Um, Orlando Magic eighth, and then the Wizards were ninth. But they've uh, they've since been knocked out, so it doesn't really matter. They had a shot, um, a very like very limited shot. They were sitting at twenty-four and forty, and the Orlando Magic was si- sitting at thirty and thirty-five. So they would have to literally win every single game to even have a chance of maybe coming back. Western Conference: We have the the Los Angeles Lakers at first, Los Angeles Clippers at second, the uh, was it Houston Rockets? No, sorry, Denver Nuggets at third, uh, Utah Jazz at fourth, Oklahoma City Thunder at fifth, Houston Rockets at sixth. Dallas Mavericks at 7th. And then we have the Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies, sitting at 32 and 33 on the season at 8th. Then um, Portland Trailblazers coming in were 29 and 37, sitting at ninth place. New Orleans Pelicans were sitting at 28 and 36. So they were 10. Sacramento Kings were 11. San Antonio Spurs were 12. And then the Phoenix Suns, who were at 26 and 39, they were very, very far behind in the rankings we're sitting at 13th. And so these were the teams that were invited to the NBA bubble because they had somewhat of a chance of making it in assuming that other teams wouldn't do well. The teams that had no chance, I don't even know if I want to say them. But Hornets, Bulls, Knicks, Pistons, Hawks, Cavaliers, Timberwolves and Warriors. Sure. Just to t- toss that out there. The COVID COVID testing aspect of um the NBA bubble. Yeah, so they were like heavily stringent for their testing. And so the moment you got in, they had isolation housing um, for two weeks if you're positive. And they did tests very, very regularly. And they all, they've been updating the NBA sphere uh, and the and the world just if there was any te- uh, people testing positive for COVID. And so far, every single test has been strongly negative. Zero out of like the 300 people. 300 plus people who are in the bubble um, have tested positive, so it's it's really a good sign. It's very encouraging, and it makes us feel confident that the NBA season can continue as as we see it. Teams uh, who make it into the playoffs also later are allowed to invite one person, one guest, and one like uh, just invite one person into the into the bubble with them. For all the people who are talking about. Um, was it Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith was talking about uh, concerns of not having enough sex, not getting that little schmackety uh, when they're in the in the bubble, um, not being able to like have that release or whatever you call it. I guess that kind of alleviates that. Yeah. So then teams that made it into the playoffs get to have a, a, an extra guest room, and uh, for large hotels like the Destino, the yacht, and the. The Floridian, I feel like, it's not really an issue, really. So it's kind of it's kind of a good sign. If you leave the bubble without permission, <coughs> Lou Williams, <coughs> uh, you have to maintain like a ten day quarantine. And yeah, so that's really just kind of like the big news that happened. Um, a quick explanation for how this play and tournament works. Oh, we we finally saw the showdown between Memphis Grizzlies and the portland trailblazers how the game works is um, heading into the playing game if you are sitting at the eighth seed you only need to be win one game in order to advance into the playoffs and if you're sitting at the ninth seed you would need to win two consecutive games essentially to to top the eighth seed and make it into playoffs and so we got to finally see this is a finality that to the whole NBA scrum, and uh, in my opinion, I feel like the it was actually super exciting. It was it was it was honestly mind blowing to to watch such ex- like exciting basketball again. Um, I'm, I was super happy to see uh sports teams like like scrap and fight for every point. Um, everything mattered. It felt like just certain games, I guess, didn't matter as much, and so we 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 did get see a little. Like time management, I don't know what time management. Uh, uh, like injury. Uh, I'm just blanking on the word. but injury, like no more injuries. Like no, they're j- just uh load management. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So there's a little bit more load management. Uh, for the teams that are obviously gonna make it. Um. So so yeah exciting things that kind of happened in the bubble just to just to tell you guys and just to let you guys know um the Suns went 8-0 and um so d- despite being the bottom bottom team on the in the bubble to even be considered into joining the bubble into joining the playoffs into making it into the playoffs they made they went eight zero and still didn't make it and it's kind of disappointing and I think there's opportunity for the NBA to to give these guys a chance, especially especially after playing so hard. I it it really hurts to see they were honestly playing really good basketball and they were beating a lot of top teams. Uh, Pat Bev, Pat, Patrick Beverly was kind of clowning on Dame in during the Clippers Portland Trailblazers meetup, and kind of uh Paul George kind of hopped in on that. I think there was a bit of salt that was being rubbed into the wounds after the loss for Trailblazers. But in the end, I think Dame took it very maturely. I think he was very cool about it. And honestly, the, after that, he drops like 154 points playing Philadelphia, uh, Mavericks, and Nets, who are all, by the way, playoff-contending teams. Any, at this point, anyone doubting Dame and his dominance is just disingenuous. Like, it's, there's no... We we have to respect that Dame is a baller. Like there's there's no way Dollar Dame can can drop buckets, and we it's great to see. What what else happened? Giannis uh, gave a little like headbutt into um, into Mo Wagner's face and got himself suspended. We'll see. The Lakers Bucks clinched the playoffs rather early. So John Morant, by the way, did an amazing like a phenomenal job fighting for that playoff spot, especially as a rookie. Um, we all hope that he stays healthy, he stays strong, and he comes into next year hungry and poised to be a, a superstar. Uh, it really sucks that Jaron Jackson Jr. got injured. That was honestly a fat blow to the Memphis Grizzlies, so that's rough. Nothing can do about that. Uh, in coaching news, Jim Boylan, um, of the Chicago, of the Chicago Bulls, and Alvin Gentry, um, the New Orleans Pelicans was fired. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Zion is looking kind of a little hobbled right now. Kind of reminds... It kind of feels like sitting, I don't know, on something uncomfortable for like a, a long amount of time. That's just... And then you're kind of just like too lazy to pull it out. It's like a jacket or something. You put it on your butt and then you leave it there and then... Well, you took off a jacket and you left it on your butt and you just like leave it there. And you've been sitting for a couple hours and at that point you kind of forget about it and you're kind of uncomfortable but you kind of just kind of keep sitting that's kind of how i feel about watching zion sometimes like his whole the entire bubble experience was him having minutes restrictions and yeah so it's looking a little a little iffy on the situation um and i think it's going to be really hard for the pelicans to kind of change directions and uh see like if he isn't healthy they they need to start start throwing their chips into to the brandon ingram right now because Bi is honestly is honestly killing it. So why why doubt that? Um, ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have been, have gotten injured. So the Sixers are looking a little rough, for, little rough for wear right now. Hopefully they can figure it out. Yeah. And again, so playoffs began on August seventeenth. Um, we're in what? It's gonna be an amazing, amazing time to be alive. I feel like, um, especially. Um, being stuck quarantined for so long um in a lockdown so i'm excited uh so we'll see how this turns out uh if you guys made it this far thank you guys for tuning in um hopefully wherever you guys wherever you guys are in the world um you guys are safe healthy and uh yeah uh i'll talk to you guys later bye